0: Hello everyone you're here with another episode of Prime Radio. I'm coach Lee Litvin and I'm going to be interviewing our director and founder coach Frank Locco Jr. about how to be a positive teammate and create a positive culture. So Frankie I've been at a lot of tournaments with you and I noticed that we spent a lot of time talking to our players
1: about being positive not getting negative.
0: What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah I think it's a you know, we, we coach all these teams together and I think one thing that's unique about our program is you kind of like myself as a coach, I have the opportunity to sort of analyze all two hundred of our kids and, and think about what they all need to do to get better and that's a it's just a huge area for growth in our program. That's literally every one of we have twenty prime teams and every one of our teams could benefit from more positive energy, more enthusiasm, more interaction on the court with each other. And it's just something that I think as a coaching staff and as players, we all just really need to focus on, you know, over the years and just really become positive members of a team. Okay. So can you tell me about a time in your playing career
0: where, you know, things weren't exactly going your way or you weren't getting a lot of playing
1: time? And how did you react to it? Yeah, definitely. I think, And I think that's the root of it. I think when it's obviously... When things aren't going a player's way, that's when we tend to be less enthusiastic and less positive with our coaches and teammates. And so for me, that would be my, I guess my freshman year in college at St. Mary's. That was really my first experience ever on a team where I just didn't play very much. Yeah, you know, I think I played you know six to eight minutes a game that year. We had a very good team. Went to the NCA tournament. Um, and like I said, you know I was kind of a star player in high school and went to St. Mary's and expected to just continue that. And here my freshman year, I don't really play. And the first month of the season, you know, I, I kind of accepted that role and that's how I behaved. You know, I was a guy that was, you know, if you saw me at practice, I was really not going to say a word the entire time. Um, You know, I'm, I'm at that level, you do a lot more scout team stuff. So you're, you're defending the starters if you're not one of the starters. So, you know, I would just kind of guard the starters and kind of just be there, you know, and just not really, even on the bench, just kind of at the end of the bench and, and just kind of a background role on the team, Um, which I think is probably very common at that level. I think probably a lot of kids act like that when they don't, when they don't start or don't play a lot of minutes on teams. And so after a month of You know, just doing that and behaving that way, I started to really, I kind of had a couple conversations with my father, who obviously has been a huge impact on my playing career and coaching career. And he, you know, he said, you know, it's kind of alluded to his experience at Notre Dame, where he kind of went through the same thing, you know, and he said, you know, it's easy don't, don't act like a backup. Even if you're a backup, you know, act like you're a star player, act like you're a starter. And and the more you, he said, most players go to that level and they just, they just kind of decide that that's going to be their role and they just live it. You know, they're, they're they become a backup and now they just act like a backup all the time. And he always told me when you go to St. Mary's, don't hang out with, you know, the guys who don't play, hang out with the starters, you know, whether you play or not, try to try to associate yourself with the leaders of the team, with the guys who work the hardest and the guys that are the most passionate about the game. And so, you know, after a month of evaluating myself and even seeing myself on film, like when we watched practices or games on film, I just really noticed that that I was not really living up to that, you know, what what I planned on doing. And so I made a decision to just start acting like I was a prominent member of the team, you know? so in, in, uh, in practice, I was going to guard people hard, you know, I'm going to pretend it's a championship game, and I was going to guard our starting, starting point guard and, and give them my best, you know. Um, I was going to answer questions on the scouting report, you know. They're, they're, they're reading the scouting report, and, and usually I would just sit there and just read along and not never say a word. And I started speaking up, you know. I started communicating and, and answering questions or asking questions about the other team's offense, you know, and, um, you know, that I'm cheering at games and interacting with teammates at games, yelling out if the other team's running a play that was on our scouting report, I'm yelling it out from the end of the bench. And just the more I started to do that stuff, you know, coincidentally, all of a sudden I'm starting to play, you know, and then I'm playing eight to 10 minutes a game. I'm, I'm hitting a couple threes. And, you know, for much of that year, I led the country in three point shooting, you know, and I was a prominent member of the team. And I think it all started from, from me kind of, uh, making that decision in my mind that, you know, Hey, I learned since I was in fourth grade playing CYO for my father, you control what you can control. And I was not doing that. And that was kind of my first experience and a great learning experience. I always look back on that. That year as a great learning experience for me. Um, Just how to deal with adversity, how to deal with, you know, a little disappointment of not playing and then learning that if you really do control what you control, that great things are going to happen for you.
0: Wow. A lot of great lessons there. What what are, what are some things that, our, players, can take away from your experience at St. Mary's?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think and just it's very similar to what we experience at the tournaments we go to. You know, I think it's I I just with at the risk of, I don't want to sound negative, but I do think like almost every player in our program needs to really work on being more positive. I don't think we have anybody who I walk away from games thinking man that kid is just one of the most positive kids i've had and i'm a tough critic so i don't say that negatively i think our kids are are probably better than most kids in that area Mm -hmm. but um you know i i I think i probably uh, i I would there's a kid at las lomas a senior at las lomas jt estes we talk about him to our players a lot and jt is a prime legend and and you know jt you went to las lomas yourself and um but I've always said, anytime I coached him in a game or a practice, I left that, that you know, environment overwhelmed with how well he interacted with everybody, his teammates, even parents. Like, he was just a really stud kid in all those areas. And, you know, in our program specifically, like, you know, you start with, you know, you start with just on the bench. You know, we don't have many players who even cheer. Like, we will get an, a, it'll be a tie game and we'll get an and one and I'll turn around and, you know, three coaches jump up and start going nuts and our players are sitting still on the bench, you know, with their hands folded, you know? And so that's the first thing is is being enthusiastic. I talked about that with myself, you know, at at the college level is is that was really important for me. It just, I think you're going to be more immersed in the game when you're on the bench, if you're cheering, if you're enthusiastic and when you sub into the game, it's going to be easier to be positive, you know, on the court, which kind of is a little more important. So we kind of, kind of, you know, take the next step to being on the court, you know, you got to talk. You know, I think every every dead ball situation, when the ball goes out of bounds, your first reaction has to be to start talking to someone, start interacting with your teammates, you know, as simple as yelling out who you're guarding and pointing to him so your teammates know. And then what will happen is then they will start talking and pointing, and then we will all be matched up. You know, you see that with our younger teams, Even our older teams, you know, I've I've coached our seventh gold team, who's a really good team. And there are situations where we're playing a great team in the championship of a tournament, and we won't know who we're guarding, like out of a jump ball to start the game, Mm -hmm. you know. And that's, to me, that's being negative. You know, I think we often, we, we hear the word negative, and the first thing we think about is yelling a lot, like a coach yelling, and when I hear the word negative, I don't think that. I think negative is someone who doesn't interact with people. I think someone who, you know, we use the word zombie, right? You're on the court, the ball goes out of bounds, and your first response is to put your hands on your head or your hands on your knees and just kind of bend over and not look at anybody or talk to anybody. Like to me, that's a negative uh, teammate, right? I don't, I, I think it's easy for people to always look at the coach, right? instead of looking at themselves or looking at the team and saying, what can we do to create a really positive culture? And so I would say talking on the court, you know, obviously talking on defense, even during the game, right. You know, it's really important. It obviously, uh, it creates energy, positive energy you need to communicate when you're on defense, you know? So just right off the bat, I would say communication is skill number one and probably the biggest thing, you know, you just got to talk constantly and that, I think in any, I think in the workplace, you know, whether you work at Google or or a bank, anywhere you work, you know, if you're a teacher at a school, I think when you have communication amongst the employees, I think the business is a better business. And that's, we learn that in sports. That's why we play basketball. Um, the other area I would say is a big one I notice in our program. This is a huge one. This is like, I think the most important thing I could say today is even when our players, little things like when they sub out of a game. I've really noticed this the last month in the three or four tournaments I've coached. I feel like a lot of our players and players in general, I see this in a couple of high school games I've been to, in fact, where players will sub out of a game. And like I know in our in our program, and we might be a little different than everybody else, but a lot different, but we substitute almost purely to teach. You know, there's very rarely... Am I subbing thinking, okay, how can I win this game? Well, let's get this guy in because he's my best shooter. You know, I I might do that with one minute left. But, you know, as you know, we're not trying to just win games. We're trying to teach. So 90% of the time when we sub, it's about teaching. And I don't think our players look at it that way at all. I think the majority of our players get subbed out of a game and they feel like they're being punished or they feel like, You know, we did something wrong and now we got to hear about it, you know, or whatever they're thinking. Besides, this is a chance for me to learn. I'm going to sub out of the game. I'm going to listen to what coach says. And when I sub back in, I'm not making that mistake again. And if you approach it with that mentality, if you sub out and you're excited to hear the coach, not that we should be thrilled we're subbing out of the game. But, you know, I know we have a kid on seventh gold, Seamus Dealey, who every time he subs out, he sprints to the bench as fast as he can. I've like jumped out of his way before because he's about to run me over, <laughs> you know, and that's, that's awesome. Like that, and that kid, we've always said, is one of our most coachable kids. And I don't think that's a coincidence. He sprints off the court and he's excited to hear what the coaches have to instruct him on. And he tries to change it the next time he goes in. So I think that's another part of, of being positive is how well do you accept coaching? right? These coaches in this program really care about our players. We're very passionate. We're very intense. We're very, very, very loving, but we're also going to hold you very, very accountable. So we're going to point out the great things you do, and we're going to kind of go over the top with how proud of you we are. And then we're also going to hold you just as accountable, right? And so players need to understand that and realize when you're being coached, it's because we care right and so when you sub out of a game your mindset has to be okay what exactly did i do okay i'm never going to make that mistake again and i think that's the biggest thing that's when, when you when i think of being positive you know if you're a player on a team is is how well do you accept coaching because i think it's easy when you have a coach that holds you accountable to start making excuses to start comparing well this kid turned it over and I turned it over, but I came out and he didn't. It's easy for kids, and I don't blame them. It's easy for kids to start doing the math or doing the comparison game instead of controlling what they can control and really making that a learning experience instead of a negative thing when they get subbed out of a game. Because as you know, we sub kids constantly. We're going to sub five in, five out. We're going to sub every man, every time your man touches the ball on a press, you're going to come out, you know, because we're just reinforcing how to play hard and how to compete. And so when you come out of a game, when you get subbed out, you're going back in, you know, and you might not go back in if you're sulking, if you're, if you're not talking, but you know, I know our coaches and if a kid's cheering on the bench and enthusiastic and into the game, he's going to play. So in general, I think I always kind of resort back to a quote. Again, my father, who I continue to allude to in these podcasts, we got to get on one time. Yeah. Um, I, a quote, he said that, he still tells me as a as an adult now, you know, and when he talks about business and coaching and, and being on a team, even the things he um, deals with at work. Um, he says there will always be problems, but the measure of a person is their reaction to the problem. And that's always been one of my favorite things he says is, is that's kind of true in every aspect of life, family, relationships, you know, teams and businesses is you I mean, that's who you are, is how you deal with problems. Because everybody deals with problems every day. And and the people that are successful are the ones that, you know, respond to those problems positively and and, and turn them into strengths, you know, turn them into things that, that end up working out for them. And so I think that applies to our players, you know, when you when you like we kind of talked earlier about getting trapped in the corner, right? You getting you get double teamed, that that's a problem. So you're, you're going to get double teamed at times, so what's your response to that problem, you know? Is your response to throw the ball to the other team and give them a layup? Well, now you've magnified that problem, right? You've now taken our possession and given the other team two points where we always say step out of bounds, right? You know, so now you've made, you've kind of taken that problem and, and minimized the damage, you know, from it. And I think that goes with everything we're talking about. You get subbed out of a game. That's adversity. That's, a, I guess you'd call that a problem, right? So you get subbed out of a game because you gave up right hand. The measure of you as a player is what's your response to that? The next time you sub in, are you going to give up right hand again, right? Because we're everybody in our program is going to get subbed out for similar things throughout the season, right? There's obviously, the most successful players are the ones that that respond to it and learn from it and take those problems and react to it the right way. So I think that's, I'm going to quote it again, there will always be problems, but the measure of a person is their reaction to the problem. And so, um, you know, by the way, I think that's something we got to use on one of our quote cards. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, It's really good and it really does apply to kind of everything we're talking about.
0: That's awesome. Um, Is there any other points that you want to make before we uh, wrap it up here?
1: No, I think that's it. I mean, you know, I think we're, you know, Obviously, a wide range of people could potentially listen to this. But as far as speaking to the players in our program goes, I would just really encourage everyone to to really think about creating a positive culture. You know, we have a seventh grader in our program who's a pretty good player. And I talked to him about six months ago and I, and I told him, you know, what do you do as a player? What have you done and what are you doing to build relationships with your coaches? And he couldn't really answer it. You know, and, and I told him, I said, I want you to take this year and I want you to try to build relationships with all of the coaches here better. You know, you know, shake their hand, look them in the eye, you know, ask them questions. Just just talk to them more. And he's actually done a very good job of that. I'm proud of him. You know, but that's something, you know, I think everybody could benefit from is looking in the mirror and saying, you know, I, I know I you mentioned me in college, and, and I think I've told our players before about my experience in college where my coach – Left and a new coach came in and didn't love me right away. And I definitely every day thought to myself, what am I going to do to get this guy to like me? You know, we love all our players, so our players don't need to think of it that way, but they definitely should be trying to build relationships with teammates and coaches. And I just think if you go to a practice and you don't say a word the entire time, you're not doing your part. You just expect the relationships to happen for you, you know, instead of you doing your part. and. And investing something and trying to build something and I think it's too easy for players to do that at times in sports so that's kind of what I would encourage our players to do is is and it's not just about coaches it's it's with their teammates as well you know is is make it a point of emphasis at practice and games to to be a teammate you know and and be a, a positive teammate that that communicates and interacts and and you'll play better on the court it will actually affect how you play and and you'll be a more prominent member of the team
0: all right frankie thank you so much for all of that amazing knowledge and for everyone listening thank you so much if you haven't already subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified every time we release a new episode this is prime radio and have a great rest of your day